Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, on today's episode of Design Your Destiny, I'm going to be talking about anxiety. Recently, I've been asked a lot of questions about anxiety, and I thought I would break it down by basically, let's talk a little bit about where anxiety comes from, because knowledge is power when we allow ourselves to be aware. And once you have that awareness, the strategies that I talk about in addressing anxiety will make more sense. Now, typically, if I work with clients who experience anxiety, it's more of a run-of-the-mill, everyday anxiousness, worry type scenario. It's not an anxiety or a panic situation that is requiring medications and interfering with everyday life. So what is anxiety? This is my definition. Anxiety is the word that we use to describe the physical feelings that we have in our body when we are experiencing unpleasant emotion, an unpleasant feeling. And the reason why I leave the definition so broad and so open, and you know, I could go look up the medical definition, and I'm really, you know, that doesn't pertain to the work that I do. But the reason why I leave the definition so broad is because a lot of people to go into this scenario where they say that anxiety is fear-based. It's fear-based thinking that creates anxiety. And yes, that can be a component to it. But when our nervous system becomes stimulated through fight or flight, the chemicals are the same. It's all adrenaline-based response. Even excitement, joy, is an adrenaline-based response. What shifts the perception of that feeling from positive to negative is the context in which we are experiencing the feeling. So I don't limit the emotion that fuels anxiety to fear. And I'll circle back around to this. So what can cause anxiety? The first thing that can cause anxiety is truly our thinking. We can be working on something or we can be planning or organizing something and we can just have a random thought of, geez, I wonder what if. And if that what if is followed by a scenario that has a negative impact, that might cause us some concern. 
And it's like, oh, geez, I didn't think about that. Well, if that happens, what if this happens? And then we have another negative thought that follows that. We can get into a cycle of negative thinking that stimulates a release of negative emotions. Now, when you're someone who works in a problem-solving capacity, when you are exploring all the possible outcomes of something, you're obviously going to ask the questions, what if? But for some people, there have been events in life that have happened or they have been exposed to people in their life that the very way of being is to always say, what if? What if something bad happens? What if I lose my job? What if I don't get paid? What if I get sick? What if I get hurt? What if I can't make payroll? Let's just say for business, for example. What if no one likes my painting? What if no one buys my music? What if no one wants my services? Then we can very easily go into a spiral and a rabbit hole of negative thinking because when you're not asking those questions from that higher problem-solving, troubleshooting perspective, when you are literally asking that question in reference to yourself, your business, your service, what it is that you have to offer in this world, whether it's you're talking relationships or professionally, then we have a previous experience that has an emotional resonance to it. So when we ask that question, simply asking the question is causing a chemical release in the body that is tied to the stress response. And once we ask that question and we go down the spiral of asking all of these what-if scenarios, we really charge up our nervous system and we get these feelings of anxiety. So in that specific situation, the anxiety is thought-based because it's a habit of thought and that pattern of thinking has been previously associated with the negative emotion. Now, another way that anxiety can come about is that we can have had an experience in our past that was highly stressful. It could be a single event that was highly stressful. It activated our nervous system. And when we have a highly stressful experience, I want you to think of the absolute extreme for a moment. The absolute extreme would be someone with PTSD. But we can have that same nervous system activation without going to that extreme, where our mind has recorded all the details of this event the temperature, what was the environment like? Were you in a conference space? 
Were you in front of your teacher giving a presentation? Were you in front of a teacher in class, you know, this event back in the past? Were there many pairs of eyes looking at you or were you by yourself? Were you being asked questions? Was it a work scenario, a relationship scenario? Did it involve criticism? Was it something that was fearful? Was it something that created anger within you? Your brain records every piece of information related to this event that highly activated your nervous system. Now, your brain says, you know what? I never want to experience that again. That really felt awful. We didn't like that. So now your brain says, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be on the lookout. And if I see anything that resembles this, then I'm going to let you know so we can avoid it. So you can be in a situation that is not identical, but could be similar. So say your professor in college was derogatory and condescending about a presentation that you did in front of all of your peers. And even though you know you did your best, you could feel it inside of you. You put all your effort into this and there's a part of you that just feels crushed and maybe even angry, right? Because you know that maybe the situation isn't fair. Now, maybe, perhaps, this instructor had good intentions in what they were doing. Maybe they think they're giving you a a thick skin, they're helping toughen you up because they know you're going to be the best at what you do. But it doesn't matter what their intention was in the moment that they did this. Your emotional response was the same. So now you're in corporate and you've been promoted and you have to give weekly meeting updates to your peers and you know that you're being watched and you've never had trouble speaking up before. It's how you have managed to elevate yourself and move up the ladder in corporate. But now that you've reached this position and weekly, you have to stand up and present facts, figures, numbers, whatever it is. Now, all of a sudden, you've developed a fear of public speaking. Just thinking about it brings up a lot of anxiety for you. You feel really anxious, and you don't understand where the anxiousness is coming from. Well, it's your brain saying, wait a minute, I don't like this. This reminds me of that day back in college. Now, your mind isn't telling you this, but on a subconscious level, It is your brain trying to protect you from being put in the same situation where you're experiencing this harsh criticism, this condescension, these derogatory comments. So that's a couple of different places that anxiety can come from. It doesn't have to make sense unless you are simply someone who needs to shift your pattern of thinking from negative thinking to positive thinking, unless you fall into that category, 
this is all going to be subconscious. It's not going to make logical, rational sense. So to attempt to make logical, rational sense of it is only going to frustrate you. The thing that you have to do is begin to recondition the brain that you're safe in this situation. But before I go into that, the first thing I want to do is give you my strategies of what I do if I start feeling anxious. Because there's a third scenario, and this is where I'm going to start with my what I do, because this third scenario really isn't anxiety in the context of the first two examples I gave you. When I begin to feel anxious, I make myself stop what I'm doing and I take a step back. I take a break. I go for a walk. I go sit outside and I allow my nervous system to just decompress. And I do that by reducing the stimulation coming into my nervous system. The reason why that's important for me is typically when I personally feel anxious, it is because I have put too much on my plate. I have overestimated how much I can get done in a certain amount of time. And as I begin to go through my list of things to do, either things aren't going as smoothly as I would like, you know, maybe say I'm working on the computer and things have to update or there's a glitch or there's a bug and I wanted to be done and now I'm not finished and it's taking longer and maybe I discover something else that I need to do. Basically what's happened is I've put myself in a situation where I have overcommitted, which has caused me to feel overwhelmed. Overwhelm and anxiousness is the same feeling. It's just a very different cause. So what I do is I back away from what I'm doing, give myself a break, and then I will come back to it and say, okay, what absolutely has to be done right now and what can wait? In anything that is not hair on fire, call 911, it waits. Because when you attempt to function in this state of feeling anxious and your nervous system activated, you can't think clearly, you have brain fog, you're more likely to make a mistake, which is only going to build upon your frustration and send you further down the spiral. The other thing that I like to do, if I need to continue working and I really have to break this state, there are a few videos, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, there are a few videos on YouTube that I know always make me laugh because they are so freaking stupid, funny. And they're just like two, three minutes long. I will go watch one of those videos. Now, one of the videos is actually about eight minutes long. Maybe I can get Stacy to link it in the show notes. Stacy Harris and her team at Uncommonly More, giving them a shout out. They produce the podcast, do an excellent job, by the way. I cannot recommend them enough. It's a YouTube video of the Bob Newhart show, and the video is Stop It. And I always laugh because once you realize how you're thinking, 
influences the way that you feel, it truly does become hilarious. So I'll watch a video that's going to cause me to laugh out loud, that belly laugh, to stimulate the vagus nerve. Another thing that I like to do is put on a really good song and sing out loud. Deep breaths, belting out a song, stimulates your vagus nerve. You can dance, take a really hot shower, put cold water to your face, go outside and walk barefoot in the grass. These are all things to help you get the energy out of you so that you can move forward with your day. Now, in the long term, one of the things that you could really do is you could sit and ask yourself, what's causing me to feel this way? What is causing me to feel anxious? And if you are coming up with answers that run along the lines of, oh my God, what if this isn't good enough? You know, what if I don't get the job? You know, what if I don't land the contract? You know, what if, you know, this person I'm going to ask out says no? Ask yourself, what's important about that? Like, so what if this person says no and they won't go out at me? What makes that so important that I'm afraid they're going to say no? What if they say no? If your answers are coming back to whether or not you're good enough, whether or not you're going to be accepted, be rejected, or there's some sort of fear of judgment or imposter syndrome, these are all things that are coming from the subconscious. And these are things that can easily be taken care of and released subconsciously. Because the more we try to think our way through them, the more tangled or entangled these concepts can become in our mind. So I just want you to consider that. And above all, avoid asking yourself why. Because when you ask yourself why, you are keeping yourself enmeshed in the past. And whether you're aware of it or not, you are making yourself a victim of the way it is that you think and the way it is that you feel. So the more empowered questions to ask are, what causes me to think or feel this way? How do I know that to be true? Is that really true? I'm curious to know what your answers would be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny. Leave a comment. Let me know what you thought. Bye now. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.